Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. It is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the house of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocky Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And certainly, Taz, yesterday afternoon the Cowboys strutted their stuff at home uh, against the Los Angeles Rams. One of the games that kind of highlighted the the Week 15 slate. Rams-Cowboys down in Dallas. Rams kind of turned their season around after getting drubbed at home by the Baltimore Ravens. Defense had played much better. Offensively played much better. They go into Dallas yesterday and get drubbed 44-21. Oh, man. It was was a beatdown. It was a beating. I I thought it would be a decent game. I, I, you know... I mean, Cowboys is huffing home. We know that. Uh, Rams are not the same Rams, but good gosh. Could you run the ball any more down the Rams' throat? I mean, the Cowboys just run between Pollard and Elliott. The, the amount of uh, – uh, the way they were running the ball, it was, it was amazing. I, I was like, jeez, where was the defensive line, the linebackers for this t- – for this Rams where squad. They? Where I were agree. they, man? I like, totally what agree is with going you. on? No, I know. They oh. were non-existent. Uh, they were not there in any way, shape, or form. And that's what's kind of tantalizing about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, why didn't they have this kind of performance against your Bills? Why didn't they have this Thank kind God. of performance in Chicago against the Bears? Why Why were they consistently playing from behind in these games? You know, what happened to the Rams? I mean, you went into that game and said, well, if there's going to be a, a coaching staff that you're going to trust, you're going to trust the Rams coaching staff more than you'll trust Garrett and the cast of millions that are on the sideline for the Dallas Cowboys, and it looked like the Dallas Cowboys game plan they had, the Rams looked absolutely lost defensively. They looked like they had no idea what they wanted to do. Ezekiel Elliott looked, was running the football like he was at Ohio State. It was, it was Not unbelievable. Not just him, how about Pollard? <clears throat> That's what I'm saying, Pollard too. Crazy, and I'm like, what is going on here? I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess it was just good game planning or something. The blocking scheme by the offensive line of the Cowboys. I mean, we know that offensive line is really good for the Cowboys. Not as good as it's been in the past, but good gosh, they were not playing around. And and Wade Phillips, you got to figure something out with that D line, dude. Man, 
They were terrible. Really bad. No, they were really bad. But that's what leads you to believe them. And you're going to have the conversation as, you know, I saw one analyst last night, you know, say it and put it, you know, that's what makes the Cowboys the Cowboys. Because you look at it talent-wise, Taz, they have as much talent as, <clears throat> as a lot of teams in the National Football League. They've just not been consistent with their play. You know, their their performance yesterday afternoon, you said, well, the Dallas Cowboys can go on a run. Yeah, if they play to that level, they can. I mean, that's... but it's... Do you think it's more a case of watching that game yesterday? Do you think it's more of a case of a, oh, my God, the Cowboys have found it? Or do you think it's more of a knock on the Rams? More of a knock on the Rams. Um, I do because I, I think that. I really think it is. I think they didn't scheme right or something or just got outplayed in the pit. Uh, the offensive line of the Cowboys just outplayed that Rams line. That's what I think it was. And, you know, Elliott and Pollard, too, once those guys get rolling, especially Elliott, forget about it. Once you get some confidence going, um, you listen, but about the Cowboys though, Moose. This is this is why this was the team that I thought would win the NFC East. Uh, NFC. This is the team that I picked. You know, way back when this, you were yep. picking teams, and then it didn't happen for them. They started losing games, yada yada yada, and now they sit seven and seven. But still, like, they, it's the the um, ups and downs and the inconsistencies of this team is is crazy. When they're high, they're high. When yeah. they're low, they're low. Like, well, it's like, really? I mean, they ran for 263 yards I mean, as a Crazy. team. They had two 100-yard rushers in Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And at least for one week, the pressure is off or the heat is off of Jason Garrett. And it sets up what will be an unbelievable matchup next Sunday or this upcoming weekend, I should say, um, against the Philadelphia Eagles in which, yeah, it's on Sunday at 425 against the Eagles in which, uh, you know, basically the NFC East is on the line, right? I mean, if the Cowboys win, they win the division. If the Eagles win and then win the following week, the Eagles win the division. So there's still two ways for the Cowboys. That, you know, if they beat the Eagles, they're, they win the division. Uh, but should they lose and the Eagles then lose the following week, and the Cowboys win, then the Cowboys can still win the division. Uh, so, but, I mean, the Cowboys, everything's in front of them in terms of winning that uh, NFC East. Right. Yeah, no, the opportunity's there for them, and I, I got a feeling they got some momentum right now. And that Eagles team, look, not for nothing, I mean, you know, you're playing the Redskins, your Redskins boost. They beat them by 10 points, 37-27. But still, I mean. It's Life the, and death. I mean, thank you. I mean, they're on the road in, in Maryland against the Redskins, and it's like it's like you're struggling here with the Redskins. Come on. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't now. They win the game, and Wentz put together a drive at the end and fourth throws three touchdowns, sure, yeah, right, yeah. And in the fourth quarter, and that was a big drive, and then you get the, you know, if you had the Redskins plus the points, I mean, the ultimate insult where you get the defensive touchdown late uh, by Bradham uh, to, to make it a 10-point spread at the end, Taz. Uh, on on the final play of the football game, but at, at least you give the Eagles credit for for making it and, right. and putting together yeah. a little bit of a run. But you're right. I mean, does that look like a team? I mean, no. You look no. at both teams. The Cowboys destroy the Rams and win that game going away. And the Eagles, the previous week, come back from seventeen three down at the half against the Giants, and then go on the road against the Redskins and are life and death with the Washington Redskins. It doesn't. It looks like two teams are heading in the opposite direction. If you believe one team's going to win, they've already played this year, and the Eagles absolutely destroyed the Eagles. The right. Cowboys, Cowboys destroyed the yeah, Eagles yeah. earlier in the season. I think that's going to happen again. And listen, credit to Carson Wentz. You know, another game-winning drive, and it was impressive for sure. I mean, but, you know, you're going against a, you're going against a, you know, a 3-11 team. Well, at the time, they were, they were you know, they, had, uh, they were 3-10. But So, I mean... I just there's something not there's just several things missing from that uh, from that Eagles squad for me 
I mean, really. I mean, it's just it's just something missing. Wentz is not the same. I, you know, I've watched him play enough, just like you have this year. He misses a lot of guys. He was 30 of 43, 266 yards, protected the ball, which is good, but he had, then he had three touchdowns. So, you know, the, the Eagles put up 20 points in the fourth quarter, to your point you just made. I mean, do you that's give him a, Now, do you give him a little bit of pass because of the, all the injuries uh, that the Eagles have at the wide receiver spot? I mean, a little bit. I mean, the, no the Alshon Jeffrey yeah. done for the year. Deshaun Jackson, that sports hernia, I believe it was, for him. He's still I mean, got Ertz, though. Was he, he's, Ertz had, right, but you know, no, I agree with you. They still catches. got Ertz. I mean, he's yeah. throwing a Greg Ward, the game-winning score. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think before the, I don't think people could pick Greg Ward out uh, before the start of the year. I couldn't. No, and and that's the guy that's catching the game-winning touchdown yesterday for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, against the Washington Redskins, which is crazy when you think about it, but it's going to be fun. You know, in Philly, that crowd, Cowboys-Eagles next Sunday, that's going to be a blast. Always good game. I mean, for years for tradition, Cowboys-Eagles always been battles. So hopefully the Eagles step up. You know, for the Eagles step up because if the Cowboys come in and play like they played yesterday, forget about it. It's going to be a beatdown on Philly. Here, here is Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner. He loves the media after a win, certainly, and even after a loss. Here he is on the organizational re- on the organization rebounding. I think that uh, uh, everybody has uh, soul searched uh, as you should be, and uh, we saw a lot of pride out there tonight. And I think uh, hopefully we'll see that as uh, we go forward into our uh, really second season here. Hopefully, how about the future of this coaching staff? I, I don't know that uh, uh, that implies that I had uh, uh, con- uh, concluded uh, and had assessed the future, and that's not correct. And so I had not uh, reached that point and uh, uh, wouldn't under any circumstances until uh, uh, this season is over. There you have it. Um, so uh, there is Jerry Jones after the victory. So nothing determined as of yet in terms of this coaching staff, obviously. And we've seen the rumors. And we've talked about Jason Garrett and his future down in Dallas. has a lot here on mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, but uh, they could still – everything's in front of them, right? I mean, you know, for Jason Garrett, it's still a possibility. They go on a big-time run. They win the NFC East and say they, uh, you know, they, they – get themselves to the NFC Championship game. Right. I mean, could you see Jason Garrett coming back? We had that conversation. I could. You kind of think he needs to make the Super Bowl, and there's all, you know some other people believe that as well. You might be right about that. Um, but uh, it's still all in front of the Cowboys, even though yesterday was the first time they beat a team with a winning record. Yeah, I mean, you know, like like Jones said, the second half of the season, this is like a new season here as you get ready to go into the postseason potentially. And the Cowboys, they could, you know, uh, they, they, they get things done against Philadelphia next week, you know, and they keep rolling on. You never know um, because there's been a definitely, definitely a good amount of inconsistencies in the NFC as a whole. Let's be honest, as a whole. I mean, you know, all the way across. I mean, 49ers, we look at that, they're just a great team, and they are. But, you know, they, they, they take a loss yesterday, right? Didn't they lose yesterday? I didn't watch that 49ers game. Yeah, they did lose. Yeah, right? Yeah, they I mean, lost. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, like, there's, there's some loops, some, uh, not loops, some, um, Potential for movement in that NFC, I think, for sure. There's definitely movement, or, uh, potential movement, I should say, for sure. Yeah, and then there was confusion before the start of that Cowboy game. You saw oh, what happened with the coin toss. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. I, what happened on the field, and, I mean, this is a terrible job by the National Football League. Number one is, you know, you can't have two coaches going into halftime thinking that they're going to get the football. 
And that's exactly what you had with McVeigh and with Jason Garrett as it was articulated during the course of the broadcast. Because as as it was pointed out in the broadcast, you know, that does lead to how you handle the end of the first half. Because if you think you're getting the ball to start half number two, you know, they everyone loves that kind of double score thing, Taz. You know, right, Manning right. used to do it. Brady does it a lot with the New England Patriots. And a lot of teams try and emulate that as well, where you score toward the tail end of the first half. Right. know you're getting the ball to start the second half right. and then try and score there. You're trying to score every time you have the football, but then all of a sudden you can make it a margin game. Right, 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 right. With why, the Cowboys. Why, what, what was that? Did you see the whole No, that was Al Dukes. On the air. What does he want? We're, we're doing a show. Does he need something? What do you need? What do you want? Come here, come in here. What's going on? What's going on, guy? Al Dukes, ladies and gentlemen, producer of uh, Boomer and Geo. What's going on, House? Uh, Boomer uh, sent me down here because he was not happy with the way CBS decorated our studio and wanted to see if Tiki and Tierney got a more decorated studio. Hold no. on a second. This this show's not. not Tiki and Tierney. This, this right, is but not... it's the studio. Right, no, but you just said Tiki and Tierney, and this is Taz and the Moose. Right. And this is not Tiki and Tierney, but I understand they have a TV deal. Right, that's, they do so, have a right, TV right, deal. I that's what they're looking for. So you're looking for Tierney. TV. So... If you're looking for Tiki and Tierney, they'll be here at 3 p.m. Eastern, I believe. They're on at 3? So you could jump in then All if right. you'd like. Right now, this is Taz and the Moose. Different show. But the thing that is, I'll help you out because I know you a long time and I do like Thank you. Thank you. You know I like is you. Is this on TV? You said no? No. We, look at the lighting. No, it's, just, it's not. There's no video. There's, no, there's nothing. <laughs> I was like, dark. I'm not used to this. I can't, I'm not on TV. What the hell We're am I doing dark. here? <laughs> what about an internet stream? Anything? No, there's no stream. There's no name. Lord. It's just radio. This is old school. This is just audio, bro. Yeah. <laughs> look audio. at the lighting. But look at the counter. This is new. Yeah. So, so you understand. This, they they, they shut it down and, and put in a new nice dark gray countertop. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, so this is nice. nice. You guys smooth. have a new, a new countertop in there? We it? don't. Very old. So what, what is Boomer complaining about now? I'm sure he'll get whatever he wants. What is, what is the problem? Well, but then it was, um, a wreath? as he said, kind of half- Done. Not really properly done for decorating. Well, Either do it no. or don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't half-ass it? Don't half-ass it. It's actually the the exact term. We curse a lot on this show. Okay, I wasn't so, sure. Yeah, we do. We curse um, It's an internet show we do here. The internet? Uh, no, the, yeah, the Intranet. Intranet. So, new countertop, new tabletops. I almost broke my ankle coming in here. Because no, I don't think they changed the, this. They just put it. They just put a nice four mica over the top. No, no. They, this is a whole new countertop. Well, maybe they did do the no, mica. No, they, they this did. doesn't seem like it might be mica. I don't know. I know my, I know my no, table tops. They just tops. took the other one off. I got granite put, at my house, Moose. I don't do mica. That's, they just peeled yeah. it off. It's like a stick them, and then they seal it stick down. Em. Quartz is the new thing. I know about quartz. Quartz. Are you familiar? I like a nice cement ground uh, countertop. A countertop, yeah. The yeah. yeah, quartz is the thing, and then there's also there's another one. But if you look you have to, to your seal left, the cement, though. that Very black porous. apparatus, I almost broke my ankle on. That was on the floor. This is the obstacle course I walked through here, Moose. This is, this is, no, I know. I see you every day. I thought I you were talking about Al. I'm talking Al. What oh, did I say? Oh, you I said, said Moose. Yeah. Well, I'm so used to saying Moose. Everybody's said, Moose. No, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> Who are these cameras for? Uh, D.A. And D.A. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this is one. there's one behind your head, too. Yeah. And there's one above your head. This is why morale sometimes for me, Taz, can, I can get a little irascible because there's a plethora of cameras around here. There's a plethora of lighting, and none of it works for two years that I'm on the show. Yeah. So and I've of, done some TV in my friigging day. A lot you know of I mean? cameras I do it every day. on you. Al does, Al does it every day. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we, there's no cameras on us. No, ever. no cameras. And there's no sign of the holidays here. That's what I was checking yeah. mainly for. 
But no, you would check if it's Tiki and Tina. Three right. p.m. Eastern, you could come back. There'll maybe be maybe yeah. there'll be somebody come in like the you know maybe Santa'll show up with a wreath and a tree and put it and set it all up for Tiki. Maybe and they well, can dress uh, Mark Chernoff up as Santa Claus and have mm-hmm. him run around. They're not going to be able to get in here in here after your show because DA's on the internet. <laughs> so that's not going to really be well. No, because no, because there's a break. <laughs> come on, I'm wrong. Oh, wrong. This, Al. Come on, there's a break. You go DA nine to noon. Then you're locked in Rome, 12 right. to 3, and then it's Tiki and Tierney. So this this room's wide open. Rome's got TV, too, right? He's in California, though. He's, He's in TV. California. He's the his big hair, shot. Do you think his hair is strangely quaffed? It's a wig. Have you, asked, have you asked Boomer about that? His hair. He's changed. He's got a little mullet thing kind of hair thing going on. I, I don't look at him. I, I've never even seen his TV we show. Just think it's, we think it's real, but it maybe he's dying it. Was Boomer does a thing on Sunday with him, but he he's in California. He does that. That's like no. I think jokes. they send him. Uh, no, they fly back him. and f- he comes to New York to do that. That freaking on the pit. cuff. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. He whiz. And he does uh, like a five minute segment. One right? segment. This jokes. is Jim Rome, and then he hops on a plane, heads back. I believe so. One segment. What do you think jokes. he gets paid for that? Pretty good. Probably two three hundred dollars a clip. No. Huh? They no, if jokes. you had a guess, if you had a guess, what do you think he's getting paid? I don't for? know. These TV salaries are out you of think control. Think he gets ten thousand an appearance? No, no. get out. Five of grand here. an appearance? No. no, come on. He's got. A, he's, I think he comes. For he's the coming ex- for twenty five hundred. I think he comes for the exposure, the nice hotel. Here's the bigger write question. Write it off. Really? Here's the bigger question. This you is the bigger question. Al, the, you don't have to go. I have anywhere. to go you to my show. Have, no, I don't have another show. You're staying with us. Eddie will take care of it. Yeah, they sent me down here for a mission. I have to report back. That's a great producer. Look at that. See you, boys. Yeah, take care. This thing's about Al, great conversation. Good talk Thanks very much. I'll, nice report, I'll tweet it out that Rome gets 10 grand in appearance. <laughs> Quote out that's Quote Al Dukes. Jim Rome gets 10 grand in appearance. Told me this is what Al Dukes told us on Taz and the Moose. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> that would be great. We'll come back. We'll continue talking about NFL. We'll do that next. It's Taz and the Moose with you. Happy holidays, one and all. Uh, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. All right, Sunday, the NFL on CBS features teams making their final push towards the playoffs with many of you seeing a clash in Cleveland with the Ravens and the Browns or Pittsburgh against the Jets. It all starts with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only on CBS. That was nice to have a little visit from a visitor uh, last segment. You know? Yeah, from Al was great. Al Dukes, yeah, it was nice. I don't like the why he visited. That was a little awkward. And, you know, you got to watch him. He's a little bit of a sarcastic, wise guy, but he I is. do like him. You know what I mean? Al's a good man. Yeah. He's I a like decent him. guy. Got I like Al. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's um, a little snarky. You got to watch him, though. The Taz. I know him a long time. Long time. Um, he, uh, obviously, our studio is not dressed up, and Boomer and Geo's not to their desire, right? Well, do you not realize, did that go over your head, Moose, what's going on here? What's that? <sighs> These people that work here in the newsroom. Now, Andrew Bogus is here. He could die, man, because he, he's, 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 like he's like a stooge for everything that's on Let's here. Let's go plugged in. They look at this studio when we're here, not as our studio. 
This is the Tiki and Tierney studio. I didn't realize that I, I, until Al Dukes came in here. That's how they look at this ass. Um, I, I mean, guess. there's T's and T's everywhere. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Wow. Tiki this, Tiki that. It's Brendan Tierney. Yeah, that's fair. You're right about that. I didn't think about it. I, I, I didn't really think about it. But, yeah, you're really, right. Really, really not good for my confidence or my psyche. No, but you're right. It or is my blood pressure. It, well, it's Tiki and Tierney all over the place. Yeah. No, right. I, I love those guys, by the way. I know those guys. I love those guys. Yeah. I do. You know them, too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're great guys. They do a great show. But I, 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 when we're here, it's Taz and Moose Studio. When DA's in here, it's DA's Studio. When Amy Lawrence's in here, it's Amy's Studio. That's how this needs to be. I, I don't need Al Dukes coming in the studio looking for Tiki and Tierney. No, no, he was just looking and see if they dressed up Tiki and Tierney studio. Called it the Tiki and Tierney studio Correct. while we're sitting here, bro. Yeah. Correct. And you're this like, is Tiki like, Barber. I like Al Dukes. Oh, I do like Al. I used to like Al. Well, but it, it is, I mean, their stuff is all over the place, and they are on TV. Doesn't matter. We're on the air, live, broadcasting. I know. Now, right I get now. it. That's fair. It's Thank a fair assessment. Al did say as he walked by me, and he said, Andrew, is your studio decorated? Which, now that I'm thinking of it, is a, a compliment, maybe. I think he means your closet that you have. Oh, right, 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 right. Which yeah. I'm envious of, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could do my portion of this show in that closet. Alone. All right, we can probably figure mm-hmm. it out. Pete, your thoughts? I'll pass on that. Can you run a cable? <laughs> Someone else can figure that like out. An extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. You can do that. I'll go in the closet over there and I'll broadcast. Moose, you still be here. Yeah, yeah. be right so, here. You can write. You can stay in Tiki and Tierney's. Just and, run the microphone. And, and I'll sit in Andrew Bogus's closet studio. Nice. Which is a four by four. Beautiful. Yes. Anyway, I, I just thought that was a little concerning. Yeah, it's fair. I, did, I didn't look at it like that. That don't matter. For me, it's, you know, it's all. Water under the bridge. No. That's not what I was going to say. No. For me, it's all you, whatever. Andrew Bogus. <laughs> what? I'm not going to say because I'm uh, trying to take the, the high road. Okay. What's all the right. opposite it's not, it's of water under the bridge? bridge. <laughs> okay. All right. Andrew, it's a roadway. It's, it's not water under the bridge. That I can tell you. That all right. No, it's not. It's not. It's just, hey, you know, hey, whatever. Whatever. I'll do it. Uh, all right, Andrew, what do you got? Hey, guys, I've got a report, and it is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Steelers' three-game win streak is over. 16 seconds left. Here's the snap. Hodges looks, looks, runs to his left, directing traffic, fires it into the end zone. It is picked off. It is intercepted. It is picked up by the Bills. That should do it. It did do it. John Murphy, Bills Radio, second INT of Devlin Hodges in the final minutes, four total. Sometimes you make plays, sometimes you don't. I mean, it definitely wasn't that we weren't trying. I mean, we were trying to make plays, and uh, sometimes the ball didn't bounce our way. So at least they tried. Hodges and the Steelers led 10-7 entering the fourth quarter, but they lose 17-10. Josh Allen's 14-yard TD pass to Tyler Croft midway through that fourth quarter provide the deciding points. With the win, the Bills are playoff bound for the second time in three seasons. They also have their first 10-win campaign since 1999. The Patriots, Seahawks, Niners, and Packers all clinched playoff spots yesterday as well. Seattle owns the number one seed in the NFC this morning because of San Francisco losing at home to Atlanta 29-22. Julio Jones caught the go-ahead TD with two seconds left. 
Then the Falcons scored again when the Niners fumbled the ensuing kickoff. The Cowboys, with arguably their best effort of the season, a 44-21 route of the Rams, season-high for points, and a season-high 263 rushing yards. Dallas can clinch the NFC East by beating Philly this weekend. The Cardinals down the Browns 38-24 to snap a six-game slot. The Texans escape Tennessee 24-21 for sole possession of the AFC South. And Jameis Winston, 458 yards, four touchdowns in the Bucs, 38-17 win in Detroit. And then there were the Jaguars spoiling the Raiders' final game in Oakland 2016. Gardner Minshew and Chris Conley found the end zone twice in the final 5-15. To the NBA, where the Nuggets fought off the Knicks, 111-105. The Lakers, a 101-96 win in Atlanta. The Kings smacked the Warriors, 179. And how about Mikey B's Nets, 109-89 winners over the Sixers, who had won five in a row. Brooklyn head coach Kenny Atkinson, a fan of holding Philly under 90. One of our best defensive performances since I've been here. And, uh, you know, they're a, they're, they're a good offensive team, really top 10, you know, in offensive efficiency. So um, just excellent, excellent defensive effort. Maybe we'll point out that the Sixers did not have a sick Joel Embiid for that one. Mavs guard Luka Doncic reportedly out multiple weeks with a sprained right ankle. Two Cy Young Award winners changed teams yesterday. Madison Bumgarner signing a reported five-year, $85 million deal in Arizona. And Corey Kluber traded from Cleveland to Texas. The Rangers send back outfielder Delano to Shields Jr. and pitching prospect Emmanuel Clace. And on ice last night, the Blackhawks beat the Wild 5-3. A hat trick for Patrick Kane. Eric Stahl, career point 1,000 in the loss. Guys? All right, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that. Um, as we were running around the National Football League, Taz, and we were talking a little bit about the Cowboys before, and uh, their tour de force performance uh, against the um, against the uh, Los Angeles Rams, it was really interesting to see. One thing we didn't talk about with that Redskins and, and Eagles game, right. I thought yes. it was interesting to see Urban Meyer in the oh. owner's box of Daniel Snyder and on the sideline with the field now. Obviously, he's got Buckeyes that are on on Washington, right? The quarterback, um, Terry McLaurin, the star rookie wide receiver as well, uh, are both Washington Redskins. So maybe connect the dots there. And I just thought it was kind of interesting with Urban Meyer with the reports that he's had conversations, even though Jerry Jones has denied him, with Stephen Jones, the fact that he's working for Fox. He's you know no longer coaching college. We talked about the possibility of him jumping ship and going to the NFL or taking on that challenge. He's accomplished a lot. How it's a different grind than it is on the college level. I thought it was fascinating to see him taking that game in yesterday down in D.C. Redskins Eagles up in the owner's box of Daniel Snyder. Genius. Genius, genius of Urban Meyer. Very smart that he did that. No matter what uh, whatever team he wants to work for, to me it shows that I, I, I could be wrong. Just my my opinion. I'm entitled to it, like everybody else is. I feel like this shows that he wants to be back in coaching for sure in the NFL. This is genius by him because it helps his leverage with if they are chatting with the Cowboys or something like that. Um, it just he's a smart man, Urban Meyer. He is not going to go uh, in that luxury box for the Redskins. If he doesn't think a camera's going to be on him, like you know, what I'm saying, I, I'm not saying he didn't want to be there and hang out with the guy, but he knows. The point is, he knows there's going to be a camera on him. He knows that's going to get people buzzing. Guys like us talking about it. Um, it's very smart by him. Yeah. It, it, it now gets his name in the mix heavily instead of conspiracies. It's like 
this this heats up for sure. Maybe there's nothing to it at all, though, right? I don't know about that, man. See, that's I, why I don't, know. I don't know. You could be right, man. I'm not saying. Like I said, I don't know, right? And you don't know. We don't know for a fact. We don't know Urban Meyer, but I'm just saying, dude. This is a smart guy. He's coached at the highest level as far as college football and won so many yeah, championships. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. TV guy. Yeah. You know, he knows what he's doing. No, no, that's not my point. My point is he's not – he knows as soon as he goes in that booth on an NFL Sunday during a game that everyone's going to be talking about it. That's why sure. I think it's by design. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I don't – I don't dis- once you accept that, I, I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's uh, – a fair and valid point. Uh, I guess there's the the question is: Is there anything substantive to it? You know how how realistic is it that he wants to be in the National Football League? I guess that would be the one thing. I I agree. People talk about him creating leverage. You know, Redskins, Cowboys. I'll tell you, I you know, if the Cowboys are an option or the Redskins are an option, I, the last team I'd want to go to is Washington. Right. Well, if you're looking at talent and the the amount of talent, yeah, you're right. Or but, the owner. Right. Or the I'd owner, rather deal right. with Jerry Jones than Daniel Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and now the Redskins might pay you more money because Daniel Snyder's desperate and that and that franchise has, has gone amiss here, Taz. But, I mean, uh, that if I'm Urban Meyer, I'm going to leave doing Fox College games to go coach the Redskins with Snyder? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean... I- that's the shot I'm taking. Yeah, I'm a Redskins fan. I, no, I know, but what if what if he you know what if he has a, a good relationship with, with, with him? You know what I mean with the owner. You know what I mean? I, what if he with Schneider? You know what if he has a what if he likes the guy? You obviously despise him, but what if he likes him? Like what if he know? You know what I mean? I, I think I think the words. I think that's a I think that's a brutal NFL job. You're right. You might be right. I, I don't know that. I don't know the interpersonal dealings between Urban Meyer and Daniel Snyder. I, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe they could be friends, but also. You know that friendship could change if you're not winning football. I, I guess I'm looking at if I'm if I'm Urban Meyer, and I'm taking a shot in the National Football League. That's not the owner I'm running to. Well, look, you seem like you would be shocked if he became the head coach of the Redskins. Am I putting words in your mouth? Do you uh, agree with no, that? No, I would be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, I'd be I surprised. Wouldn't be. I wouldn't be because you're looking at it at wins and losses, which is at the end of the day what matters. But he looks at it as maybe he gets a deal from Schneider. Maybe it's a deal where. Whatever you got a five year deal and and you got to bring your guys in. It's going to take time for you to change everything here. It's gonna, you need a couple of seasons. So it, he's building a program like he's done in college. Maybe that maybe that's what Schneider would bring him in for. Maybe that's what Meyer wants instead of dealing with a guy like uh, Jerry Jones, who's like here's all the assets, win now. Well, wait a minute, Mister Jones. They're assets, but they're not assets that I wanted. Maybe I want to bring my asset. That's all I'm saying to you. <clears throat> yeah. So before we say well, or you say. Well, you know, he that'd be crazy. He'll, you know, he shouldn't coach for him or whatever, you know, that's I well, I'm put, I I would never if I'm going to take a shot in the NFL, uh, my shot I'm going to take it is with the Washington Redskins. What, what a shot to win year 1, then you're right. No, no, no not to year to... No, no, not to I'm talking about to win. I'm hmm. talking about to win a Super Bowl. If I if I've got a shot, you're going to get a 4 or 5 year contract no matter where you go. Right. You're not you're not going to take that shot, you know, but and he, he, so if I'm going to a team I'm not going to a team that's as dysfunctional as Washington. I, that 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 would be my advice. I'd I'd go someplace else. Right. Well, I, I don't think it. I don't think the way that they do business, Taz, and the way that they handle people, and the way that it's run from the top down, I don't think it facilitates success. Yeah, but I think it brings about failure. Almost, and I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But what if Myers, one of the guys that Snyder wants to bring, in to put in that high position, not just as a head coach. 
you know, to bring him in in that role where he's almost like a GM coach and where he's going to help help change the culture of the Redskins. I you don't know that. Yeah, I, I I don't know that. I I don't love the coach GM combination. You mean talking about Urban Meyer wouldn't coach the team or would coach no, no, and no. be the GM? I, I'm just saying, like kind of like um, how uh, uh, Chucky is out there in Oakland, like that. You know, like uh, like uh, something like that. You know what I mean? No, I I, I get it. What's but, his position again? Well, he was. Well, they coach they fired the GM. He's the head coach. I, I don't know what his official he's got title. Like another title. He's paying, right? being paid ten million dollars a year. Gruden. Um, yeah, they brought in a general manager, Mayock. They fired the old general manager, McKenzie. I I, I wouldn't want a coach doing. But my point being, Taz is is I'm not saying it's you know you're laying the groundwork in terms of it being um, something that. I, I don't think it's a functioning franchise. I don't think it's a well-run franchise. I guess my thing is thinking that, okay, maybe someone could step in and change everything. I guess I you know, I look at it and think that there's more yes-men than anything else. Um, and if I'm going to go and make that jump to the National Football League and take on that challenge, I would probably want to go to an organization that I have less reservations about. There's not going to be any perfect franchise but I'd have concerns about Washington. My only That's my, the only point. Yeah, but, and I understand that. And, and money could make it all go away. You could pay not, me eight, $12 million a year, no, and all of a sudden, you know what? I'm going to be No, but it's and not it's just. Great. No, I hear you. But it's not just the money. You know what else could make it go away? Uh, make it go away is if you had the input and power to be part of that high, high brass. Sure. You mean to tell me to he comes changes. in and he clears everyone out? All the yes men out? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know if that is a possibility. You don't know. That's I, mean, I don't think that's a, a chance. You're a Redskin fan. Well, you don't know that. You never know the relationship with him and Snyder. You don't know. If you're a Redskin fan like you are your whole life, give it a chance. Maybe he is. And again, maybe like we said, maybe there's nothing to this. Okay, but we're just kind of fantasy booking this thing. Let's just say it is with the Redskins. Let's say he's tight with Snyder. Let's say he likes Snyder. Yeah. And Snyder loves him. And Snyder's going to empower him to have a I'm, lot of power and get rid of the yeah. yes men. Well, maybe then then everything would be hunky dory. I'd love to. I gotta see that. I, I guess if it's if it's not that, um, and it's not all of that that and everything that you just mentioned, yeah. Taz. If it's just to be come, positive, no. If know, it's just coming you. in and you're Urban Meyer, we're keeping everyone around. I, I would not. I would not take that job. That's a little tougher deal. No, that I agree with. I mean, you know, that's the that's the point I'm making. Yeah, but yeah, it would be great. I'd love to see. I'd be excited. Should be. That's it, a that's a great, great guy to have. I but, mean. You know, we'll oh. see. It's interesting. It was fascinating seeing the, sitting there watching the game uh, and taking in uh, the Redskins. But tough as loss a Redskins fan, a little bit initially when you first heard or saw it, were you like a little happy about oh, it? Oh, I was intrigued. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, it'll never happen. <laughs> you went into burial mode. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Come back. Uh, the Raiders' final game in Oakland. We'll get into that. It's Taz of the Moose with you. Uh, not the way they wanted it to end. Uh, we'll get into that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Not exactly they wanted the way to go out here. Um, if you're the Oakland Raiders, uh, certainly not. You are leading the game 16-3, Taz. At one point in time, you know 16-13 late. Um, you get the Carlson miss field goal, and here comes Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars down the field. 
to score the game-winning touchdown with under 30 seconds to go in regulation. I mean, just a disaster for the Raiders. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch that. Yeah, no, definitely a disaster for <clears throat> excuse me for the Raiders for sure. I mean, it's it's sad in a way, you know, all, all that history that Oakland's had there that the Raiders have had in the the, the great city of Oakland and that whole area that that whole Bay Area, you know. So it's kind of sad for sure. I mean, I, I like the Jags. I'm happy for Jacksonville to get the victory. But uh, and I watched uh, the second half of this game. And Minshew, in that um, putting the Oakland stuff aside for a second, and the whole sadness of the Raiders leaving, and that they lost, blah blah, and they're six and eight, whatever. Um, Minshew really was tremendous in that that fourth quarter. He played great. I mean, that, that towards that second half, he really did. You know, he 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 uh, he marched them on to victory, and they put fourteen points up in the fourth quarter to uh, beat the uh, end up beating the Raiders, like you're saying, twenty to sixteen. But uh, yeah, man, it's. It's a tough deal. It's a tough deal that, that, that you go out, and it was nice that you see a lot of the players shaking the fans' hands and, and high-fiving fans, even though they lost the game, saying goodbye to the, the fan base there in the, in the Bay Area in Oakland. I thought that was a classy move, though, by the Raiders. That, that was, I saw that some of that footage. So I thought yeah, that was cool. I thought that was classy. I, I don't understand if you're the official, though. How, how do you blow the car slide? Right. Oh yeah. I, I don't. I mean, yeah. with two oh five to go, second and nine, Jaguars have one timeout. Uh, he slides down inbounds when his knee goes down with the football. I mean, that's giving yourself up if you're a quarterback. We see it all the time, right? right. And right. when your when your knee hits, then you're down at that stage. They come back and say that he was that he slid out of bounds and. That's not true. No, it's not true. So right. if you that gives the Jaguars an extra timeout, right? Because yeah. they only had one timeout in the bit. So that first down would have basically given them a first and ten at the two minute warning. They would have ran one offensive play. The Jags would have called timeout. Say there's one fifty five to go. Then you would have been able to run off a minute and twenty off of the game clock before Carlson attempts that field goal. He ends up missing it, but the Jaguars then don't have time to attempt to drive down the field. Maybe you're able to get to midfield and miraculously Gardner Minshew throws a Hail Mary. But aside from that, Taz, you're not going to have time to work your way down the field. How do you blow that call? Yeah, I know. I know. That's brutal. There were were a lot of blown calls yesterday. That was a bad one. That was really bad. It It affected the Raiders for sure. Um, There was a, a, a phantom face mask call. In the freaking Bills Bills game uh, that last night, uh, it, it, there was no face mask at all. Yeah, it was craziness. Yeah, I, I took the Twitter. No, <laughs> it, well, I, no, but listen, I can understand that to an extent where you know sometimes you could see a helmet move. And, nothing. No, and, but I know we're not talking about that play, but I'm just telling no, you. No, no, it looks. This is. I mean, there is no reason. You know, th- right. there is no reason to miss that call against their car. There's no. He gave himself up. He was in bounds when he slides down. How do you blow that call if you're the official? That that to me is, I mean, yeah. that is such an egregious error. Horrible. I don't understand how you can make that error in the NFL in Week 15. It's I, I I don't know what to tell you. You're not wrong. It's crazy. It's crazy that somebody's. I, I think that a lot of these refs are just. I, I do think they're they're um, be dealing with New York, dealing with replays, dealing with all this. I do think they're frazzled. I do think they make mistakes. They're afraid to make a call. They always have to gather up. Always have to gather up. Always. I mean, I, I just think they're a little bit. I, I just think they're afraid to make calls. I do because they don't know. They don't know what what's who's, what's New York going to say. Is there going to be a challenge flag by the coach? Is this you know? It's just like there's there's no confidence in these guys. 
It's a mess. A mess, I say. And then here's the other thing that I have an issue with the NFL when it comes to the Raiders. How are they? Not, how is their final home game not Week 17? True. And you're getting that. Yeah. Why? Why is that? That's why? Why do you have a scenario here where the Raiders are playing their final two games on the road, Week 16, Week 17? I mean, charges in Denver, right? Right. If you think about like the history of the game and you know what Al Davis and the Raiders have meant, and I understand they've been Oakland, L.A. back to Oakland. Now they're going to Vegas next year, and they're going to have that brand spanking new stadium, Taz. But why wouldn't you treat the Raider fan out there in Oakland a little bit better than that? We understand the stadium's a dump. We get it. And we understand that, uh, you know, but it, it's a, the lighting isn't great for night games. We all understand that. But it is an unbelievable atmosphere. As Gardner Minshew said after the game yesterday, he's never seen so many middle fingers thrown at him in all of his life. <laughs> then combined to what he saw yesterday when he was on the field in Oakland, right? So... And listen, it's it's for the most part, there's some people that get out of whack, but for the most part, it's all in good fun, right? I mean, they're they're trying to enjoy the game. They're trying to make it an intimidating atmosphere. Taz, that, the Raiders' final home game in Oakland should have been week 17. Yeah. It should not be week 15 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me a divisional game. Give me Raiders-Broncos. That would have been nice. Uh, you know, give me Raiders-Chargers. Raiders-Chiefs. Raiders-Chiefs, man. You know, give me so something always... like that in a, a Week 17 matchup yeah. in Oakland. Why don't you do something like that? Have a little bit of a feel about the history of the game when you're putting the schedule together, no? Yeah, that's a good call. You're right. They suck, all these people that make these schedules. I was disappointed by that. Damn. I know. You're right. I'm disappointed in a lot of people, Moose. Not just that. A lot of things. Okay. But that's a whole nother topic. All right. But you're right about this. But anyway, the Raiders fall 2016. Tough deal. Tough deal for them. Tough. I feel for their fan base. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I feel for them. I really do. Um, so they uh they fall in their final game in, in Oakland, Alameda Coliseum. Uh they're gonna be in Vegas next year. They finish up their regular season with two games on the road. Dude, they lost like four in a row, right? Five in a row in the Yeah, lose. yeah, yeah. They've wow. uh it started with that jet game. That's right. They lost the, the Jets jet game. game they, got to they came to MetLife Stadium and got their doors blown off, and blown then out. basically after that, uh they've never been the same. How about has Jameis Winston shown you enough here that oh. you're going to bring him back in 2020? Listen, he goes on the road. He throws for 458 <sighs> yards and I four know. touchdowns. They don't they don't run it anymore uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, making use of either Barber or Ronald Jones Jr. or Ronald Jones the third, I should say, uh, the former USC Trojan. Uh, they throw it all over the place, even without Mike Evans. And that Lions team is brutal right now uh, for Matt Patricia. And they had played better football at the start of the year. But have you seen enough here from Jameis Winston? He's a great fantasy quarterback. Uh, do you think you've seen enough to bring him back if you're the Bucks for 2020? Man, I, you know, I've said a lot on this show. I'm I'm not a fan of his. You know, I, I understand what he did yesterday. He, he almost had 460 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. I mean, like, you know, I, I know that. I just, I'm just not a fan. I, so I would say get a new quarterback next year. <laughs> That's just me. But. I think he's shown enough to Arians yeah. that they're going to bring him back. Yeah, well, Arians. That remember, Arians was the, he, one of the reasons why he went back there, went back to coaching, and went to the Buccaneers was because of Winston. No doubt, you know, no uh, doubt about it. I also think you brought up something that's interesting about the, the the Lions because, I mean, there was a weeks and weeks ago we thought they were showing some decent football oh my and God, that there was a terrible. chance. Yeah, they're really bad, man. I mean, they are really bad. 
And they don't have their quarterback, which hurts. Right. I mean, that does hurt. Right. And they lost their starting running back, which does hurt as well. Yeah. Um, it would hurt any team in the National Football League. But their defense, Matt Patricia's supposed to be this defensive whiz. Their defense is awful. Yeah, it's bad. And, you know. They're secondary. They can't cover. But they're playing a lot of defense, too, because you have, you have a weak offense. That's a good point. You know, but you're not wrong. They're, they're on they're, the field a lot. They're That's on the a good field point. a lot, dude. Those guys are not getting a chance but to even when they're even early on in the game, the Bucks are moving they're up moving and the down the field. Yeah. Just four, it was 14 nothing after the first quarter. Yeah, with ease, they're moving up and down the field. I know. No, you're right. You're right. It's amazing. When you look at that Belichick coaching tree, right? Weiss had some success in, in Notre Dame, no success anywhere else, Right. Um, you want to look at um, you look at now Matt Patricia, um, not a failure in Detroit. Flores might be the guy that you're going to look back on and be like, that's the guy that's the best coach coming out of that Belichick coaching tree. He might, yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might McDaniel's be. he's going to get another job shot to be a head coach. He was a failure in Denver. Josh McDaniel's failed. He, he believed in Tim Tebow. He did. That was a failure. <laughs> Yeah, I think when you have uh, the wizard there, Belichick, over your shoulder, you, you that's why these guys end up being really good at their jobs. Then when they go out on their own, they're not showing as much. No, know? they don't show as much. Yeah. You're right about that. It's difficult to emulate Brable, the, the Brable, what up, Yeah, he lost yesterday. Brable, too, but he yeah. was more of a – see, I don't look at him as a Belichick guy. O'Brien would be another one. O'Brien's O'Brien with Houston. O'Brien with Houston. Yeah, you're right. But I think I – think, I'll be honest with you. I think Flores – O'Brien leaves me wanting as a game tactician too. Hmm. Not wanting. That's a good one. Yeah. Come back. We got the three for you. It's Taz and the Moose with you on this Monday morning. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.